I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is part of the You Haven't Heard This Productions and Publications Network. For more great shows and blogs and vlogs, please visit www.yhhtmpc.com. Welcome to YHHTMPC. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. What does that mean exactly? Oh, yeah. You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. A show about introducing lesser-known music of lesser-known artists from all over the world. And now, without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better, than those in the mainstream. Uh, tonight we're back with another A-side. This is Season 5, Episode 6, Side A. Hopefully I've written that down properly. Uh, my name is Mike Five. It is my turn to drive the show this week. It will not be as good as last episode because that was the funniest thing that we've ever done, I think. But we'll try. <laughs> we'll try and make it somewhere near there. Um, before I introduce everyone, including our special guest for the evening, um, I should say that if you head over to You Haven't Heard This Productions and Publications website, which is yhhtmpc.com, you can find out more about the show. Uh, some artists, the hosts, there's a picture of me on there for some reason, other blogs, podcasts, things in Richie's ever-growing mogul network of creative awesomeness, and you can help support the podcast by buying some merch, and then you'll look amazing as well. Um, Did I miss anything from the intro, Richie, or is that, are we good? No, short, sweet, and straight to the point. That's me all over. So, today I've got Richie with me. Say hello, Richie. Hello, everybody. How the bloody hell are you? Very good. Very good. I'm on fire because I'm doing this and I'm loving it. Uh, we've also got Wayne with us. Hello, Wayne. How are you? Hello. Hello, Mike Five. Hello, Richie. Hello, everybody out in the internet world. In the internet world. And our special artist guest this evening, last minute, because our original guest cancelled, bastards, uh, is the fantastic <laughs> Jamie Jamal from Flux. Say hello, Jamie. 
Hello, hello from Bristol. Hello, hello from Bristol. I just need to interject a second because the person who was joining us, he had a very good reason for not joining us. I'm sorry. I should have asked that first, shouldn't I? Yeah, it was uh, quite quite a serious thing. Brad uh, Brad Dassey was meant to join us. He's the guy at the start who uh, introduces the podcast for us. Ah, The the American, the the voiceover geezer. Um, Yeah, so... Unfortunately, he couldn't join us, but hopefully we'll be able to have him in the future. So you're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a lumpet. <laughs> Maybe just edit the bit out where I could have asked him. No, I'm leaving that in, Mike. Fine. Fair. Let's <laughs> go well so far. I thought <laughs> so... I, I, I accidentally accidentally left you in last week when I was supposed to take you out, right at the end, after the, <laughs> yeah. uh, after the music played, and you went... And that was Elvis Presley. <laughs> and I went, well, fuck me. And that was meant to be left out, but it's still in there. It's still in there. I've only played it like six times. <laughs> yeah. <It's> brilliant. <laughs> that was one of my favourite bits. Um, so that's, uh, that's everyone introduced. Hello, everybody. Before we go into the show, uh, we used to talk about this week's Biss. Um, again... You didn't reply to my text, so I think this is right, but I don't know. BIS stands for, is it Block, Ignore, Shout, shout Out, Share? Share, yeah. Oh, get in. All right, brilliant. So, basically, the idea is we will tag a random celebrity in our promo for the show in the hope that they will listen to the podcast. Uh, and then hopefully they'll shout out or share some of the amazing music on it, but they might not. They might just the, block the, Most us. of the time they don't. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the one artist that we thought would, because he's a friend of the podcast... Even he didn't. He just queried what was going on. He just said, so thank you for making me your bis. Like, we'd give him some sort of fucking award. <laughs> well, I say, if you've made it this far, random celebrity, it's not an award. You've got some work to do. You've got to find a song on the podcast that you like, and you've got to share it and shout out about it. And don't ignore us or block us. I mean, you can, a... but it just I'll makes don't. you like the rest of the cunts. Exactly. We don't need that shit. Um, so that's what we're doing. Who is the, I forgot who it is. Who's the best for this week, Richie? Whoever you want, you're leading it. I, I suggested Tim Minchin, but Tim it's Minchin. Up to you. Let's go with Tim Minchin because I thought that was a good suggestion. I think he would enjoy this. Yeah, he ain't gonna listen. He's got millions and millions of followers. It won't even cross his radar. Well, if it does, it does. Strikes me as the kind of person that if he did listen to this, he would enjoy it. So, Tim Minchin, if you're listening, please don't block or ignore us. Instead, have a listen and shout out or share something that you love from this show. And there's plenty to love, I'm sure. So that's that. So I think we'll go straight into the head dead. Brilliant. So, head to head this week, we've all brought a piece of music that we like, we love from our submissions, and we think that our guests will like it as well. Uh, and we're going to let Jamie pick a winner at the end after we've had a little chat and probably gone off on a couple of tangents based on the way it's going so far. Uh, Wayne, would you like to introduce your piece of music to start with? I will go first. Hello, Jamie. I didn't get to say a chance to say hello. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Richie. Hello, hello, hello. This isn't Richie, this is Wayne. Oh, Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> I'm the one that sounds like Johnny Vegas. Richie like, sounds like Johnny Vegas. Wayne sounds like well, Wayne. Me, yeah. <laughs> Wayne from Wayne's World. That's um, sure. Let's go for that. Um, <laughs> I am bringing a band called Silk Tape and their song Stride. Enjoy.
So, that was Stride by Silk Tape. Stride are a Brighton-based shoegazers, and they uh, have a fast start in 2021 with their debut. Uh, in their short time, they've been playing uh, the South East and thriving rock scene, supporting bands such as Dutch Criminal Record and Crystal Tides. Silk Tape are George Clark, lead, not that George Clark, by the way. This is a different George Clark. This is not the bloke. <laughs> this one doesn't have a caravan. 
No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, on lead vocals and guitar. James Westerman on guitar and backing vocals, Callum Grieg on bass, and Alex Mould on drums. They make music with a keen sense of nostalgia whilst remaining current. Their songs have a focus on big drops, but harbour catchy, memorable choruses. Right, so uh, this was sent to us January, February time, I think. And the minute I played it, I didn't know what to expect. I just got the name, that was it. And instantly, the start reminded me of the theme from Twin Peaks, the uh, Angela, Angela Badalamenti, the Badalamenti start. And then it fires into this powerhouse indie rock riff and it got my attention straight off the bat. I was like, okay, where are we going from there? Because you've just subverted my expectation in about 12 seconds. And then you get this singer coming in, you know, the great George Clark coming in. And he's got this great lunging in his voice and it's somewhere between Morrissey and Robert Smith. And I think that's what the band are going for, somewhere between The Cure and The Smiths. There's nothing new in this at all. You know, this is a song you've heard somewhere else or you'll feel like you know it. But it is really well constructed and it's really well recorded and the instrumentation is, is brilliant. And I would happily sway while looking at my shoes in a darkened club while these guys played on stage. It's one of those sort of bands. Um, I really enjoyed the change up at the end where it all got a bit sleazy and did something different. It didn't keep it all the same. Brought a new bit of life into the song towards the end. Yeah, it's just one of them. I just really liked it. And we'll start with Jamie. What did you think? Yeah, I didn't get shoegazy at all. I got a bit of Royal Blood kind of thing. I loved the drums in it especially, but you're right, it has a very familiar sound. I felt like I'd heard it before, even though I probably haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's exactly what they said. Yeah. I, no, I liked it. It had a bit of guts, didn't it? Yeah, exactly what they said. It's, it's very nostalgic. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's sort of like early to mid 90s, sort of that sort of indie rock. Yeah. yeah. Mike? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. it. It's sort of big and loud and, you know, it goes goes across the headphones on the speaker and kind of you know sucks you into it it's not kind of um not like a weedy tune is it it's a very kind of uh, in your face kind of tune i really like like you said the the end bit where it goes a bit grungy and a bit filthy that's right up my street um, oh no really no like mate that. no that's not your stuff at all is it really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of filth i might surprise you later though there's no filth in my song tonight Ooh, um, okay but uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I was also, um, obviously, being the professional I am, I did a bit of research uh, and uh, found an interview with the band. Apparently, it's the first one that they wrote together in a room after the pandemic. So I sort of, I had to read that twice because I thought, well, hang on, how did you meet and go, let's be in a band? But I guess that's what the internet does to people now. Um, and then they went, oh, we can meet up, and they wrote this song. So that's why they released it first. And that's what was an interesting little tidbit. Um, I just found in a random interview with, them, with someone. But yeah, good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good track. Definitely had a um, bit of balls to it, which I really liked. Um, Excellent. Yeah, good. Richie? Yeah, it was a um, nice bit of rock. I, I like the, that it's called Stride, because um, at the start, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of like it was trying to find its stride. Uh, it started off really fast, and then it kind of slowed down, and then it went fucking fast again. I think, didn't it? And then so it just kept changing its stride to start off and then it kind of mentioned something to do with the stride and I kind of put the two together. It was clever. I don't know if they did that intentionally, but yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a good piece. I'm quite ethereal in parts with the guitar. It was really nice. It's um, for a piece of rock music. that uh, it, was, uh, it was quite nice, which is probably not what they want to hear. <laughs> but yeah, I liked it. I'll take nice over shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Are we all finished on Stride? Yeah, think so. 
Okay, well, you can find Silk Tape on Spotify because that's where I'll find them, and I'm sure there are many other places. Just put that in. As it's uh, in the show notes. Spoke. They'll be in the show notes, exactly. Wayne. That's where they'll be. Exactly. You know. Check the show notes. That's the yeah. place to check, isn't it? It's the first thing I'd do. You know, yeah. Go and look in the show notes. Maybe click on the on the website that says yhhtmpc.com. Maybe buy a t-shirt. You know, who's, who's to say you wouldn't do that? Um, Richie, your track's coming up next. What you got for us? Honestly, I don't, I don't know who the fuck's done this. I, I've, I've got sent. There's loads of names surrounding this. I've got somebody <laughs> called Mirko Her Her who's done an extended mix. I've got lot lot. I can't even pronounce that name. It's got umlauts in it. Um, other people, I think. Someone called Boychonic and Scarlet Soho are the main people behind it with uh, some guy called Knights, K-N-I-G-H-T, dollar sign as the front person. But um, there's no real info in the uh, submission. But um, yeah, so this is Boom Bang Boom by who the fuck knows. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
So that was Boom Bang Boom by your guess is as good as fucking mine. Um, but yeah, that this song Boom Bang Boom is everything I fucking despise about the eighties. <laughs> See what you really feel, Richard. This 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 song is it's what I hate about synth pop. Um, mm. It's just, it's it's disgusting. If so, if if I didn't have this as a submission and no and no already, and somebody said, "Oh, this is a this is a track off a Banana Armor album," I'd have gone, "All right, shit." But um, <laughs> for some reason, because of the nostalgic element of it, I fucking love it. Also, it's, <laughs> it's there's a fight going on in my head over this song. I absolutely despise it, but love it at the same time. It is quintessentially the most cheesy 80s thing we've ever had sent to this to, to us on a You Haven't Heard This Music podcast ever and we have thousands and thousands and thousands of emails. It's brilliant and horrible at the same time. <laughs> Wayne? Oh, mate. So as soon as it started off, I got this whole Pet Shop Boys vibe going on that was completely skating the line with Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And then it just just washed over me and it all becomes instantly infectious and it's bright and it's bouncy. And it's like, what the fuck even is this? But it, it's so 80s with this influence and this electro that, you know, that shit's all in vogue at the moment all because of The weekend and, and people like him. And this has got to be a surefire hit because of that. This, this is, is a step ahead of all of that, this is. Well, it's gone even further. I, I bloody loved it so much, I ran upstairs and put a suit jacket on and instantly rolled the arms up. You know what I mean? It's, I've, got, I've, got my shell, I've got my shell suit on. Exactly. I mean, a few years ago, Black Mirror released an episode called San Junipero. This would be on the soundtrack to it. Yes. It is that. It's the that 80s. It is so 80s that I was seven years old again playing with Optimus Prime. That's that's how 80s this is. Loved it. Jamie. Oh, take me to the disc attack in my slacks. <laughs> in, um, I'm the same as you, Richie. I Part of it I, I loved and part of it I hated. I was really... One minute I was liking it, the next minute I wasn't. It, <laughs> sometimes it was a bit like um, how I remember watching... Eurovision in the 80s as a kid. A lot of Eurovision is still like this today. Yeah, that's true. It was sort of felt a bit of tallow in places, a bit high energy, and then a bit Eurovision for me. Yeah. Boom, bang, boom. Yeah, I would have changed some of those lyrics, but I liked parts of it. It's funny you should say Italo, because in his um, in his spiel on, on Spotify, it actually says that he's been christened Britalo. So, oh. Right, have you found out who's done this? Yeah, it's Knight. That's what, that's what the guy's nice, name is. Yeah. Oh, and is it, a, it's, it's, on his, it's yeah. on his profile. Yeah, it's just a remix of that of the song. Okay. It's a fucking brilliant remix, I love it. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to go and listen to the original. Or maybe, or maybe not. We'll see. I think if we were all drunk at the discotheque, we'd love that, though, wouldn't we? Oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd be drinking martini and fucking... I'd shave my beard down to just the moustache, absolutely. I stood in the corner with a baby sham. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Mike! Um, yeah, so I just want to say, right, I've just found this on Bandcamp and I found the... the like it's got the artwork and the artwork is a, a drawing of the Blake with a suit jacket with the sleeves rolled up so I don't think Wayne <laughs> I don't think Wayne could have been more spot on and then in the tags it says Italo and New Italo so I think we've nailed this I think we've absolutely nailed it um, I really enjoyed it it's 
It's probably not normally my sort of thing, but it was uh, equally entertaining and it was kind of fun and a party anthem and I didn't hate it, uh, but, but, you know, I, I would listen to it. I'd go out on a night out and I would dance to that and I'd have absolutely no shame uh, and just have a lovely time and then come away the next day going, oh, what happened? What did I do? Did I embarrass myself? Uh, and, and then I'll probably just have another drink and forget about it. But yeah, I, I, I would do that and, uh, and not have any worries about it. I wouldn't buy it to coin a phrase from our guest a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, but, that, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. I think it's awesome. Um, oh. Yeah, it's good to you. Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate it, I did. I have stuck it on my regular listening playlist because I know if I'm having a bad day at some point and I just need perking up and... Yeah, I'll bang, I'll bang this on, and well, might might make me worse, but who knows? <laughs> so, Mike, you're next. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, my song's completely different to that. Um, my song is by a band called Forgotten Garden, and it's called Jessica. Looking for something new 
So that was Forgotten Garden with their new single, Jessica. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about the band. Forgotten Garden, so what I like about this is they're normally an electric band, they're a sort of indie band, they're a duo, and they have various guests that play with them. Uh, their bio says they have dark wave tendencies, which sort of makes them sound like an alcoholic, I think. Um, but their songs are generally quite sad, as you could hear dark, uh, haunting. They've got uh, vocals by Innes and Danny uh, plays most of the instruments and they get uh, different people in. And like I said, they're normally an electric band, but they sometimes produce acoustic songs and obviously this is one of them. Uh, they've got uh, influences from The Cure, Joy Division, The Doors, bands like that uh, that kind of come through. Um, but then also in the vocals they mention Lana Del Rey, uh, Florence Welsh um, and things like that. This song, Jessica, is... Uh, very typical of them in the sense that it's quite sad and haunting and uh, kind of emotive um, and apparently it's a meditation on one woman's search for inner peace after suffering domestic trauma and the idea is it highlights the fact that traumas um, will obviously affect uh, you know, people's mental state uh, in some form for the rest of their lives. I heard this for the first time I think yesterday or possibly Friday and I was absolutely floored. I was just blown away and stunned by it. Um, we played it on Music Saturday last night as well, which is another great podcast you should check out, by the way. Um, but we played it on uh, on the show. How dare you? <laughs> Don't check it out, it's fucking shit. <laughs> we played it on NMS, which is shit. No, um, and um, we just, uh, it was almost, it's almost difficult to comment on it. It sort of stunned you into silence because it's so beautiful. I thought the instrumentation was incredible, her vocals. I'm not always a fan of that kind of very breathy vocal, but it worked so perfectly in this kind of song. Uh, and it felt really emotive and sincere, um, which which I am a fan of. Um, and yeah, I, ju- I just think it was absolutely stunning. Uh, so I had to bring it to the show and see what you guys think. Uh, Jamie, why don't you go first? What do you think of this one? Yeah, beautiful instrumentation. Um, love the violin. Um, very dreamy. Really reminded me of Green Man Festival, which I go to quite a lot. Um, oh, I'm going there this year. Are you? Oh, well, I'll yeah, see you there then, Richie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you hear this kind of stuff at Green Man all the time. I liked it. Yeah, it definitely put you in a kind of a emotional place, a thought-provoking place. I don't think it'll go on Richie's feel-good playlist anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, very, definitely emotional. Um, Wayne? Uh, right, so, yeah, so um, as soon as it started, you know what I like to do, going blind, come out with um, a song straight away or something that it reminds me of straight away I was thinking the unthanks that's the first thing you push oh, yeah. into my head and then ooh the woodwind oh did I love it I don't know if it was woodwind but it, it sort of like it felt that sort of breathy bassy sound to it and I, I was just in love with that straight from the off it is just lovely the whole thing it feels like you'd hear it in one of those gritty western films that they're that they're out you know like like power of the dog or hello high water something like that a portrait of a lady on fire something like that where it's got this you know there's a longing and a tragic beauty behind all of it and like you say the, the song's about you know highlighting domestic uh, violence and abuse and uh, i feel that's that it does it in such a, a beautiful tragic way yeah great song uh, and Richie what did you think yeah all of the above it's an absolutely beautiful piece of music it was just ruined a little bit uh, by um, you, you see I'm going to say this you're going to think I'm making it fucking up I was listening to it it's beautiful it's ethereal it's almost Celtic in parts yeah, and it is, I, yeah. I, I 
turned around, put my feet up and listened to it, and caught the last moments of some, what is, seems to be some bloke masturbating across the road in his bedroom. <laughs> oh, my God. And um, he obviously didn't think that anybody could see him because he's got neck curtains, but you can clearly see what was going on. And um, so the the mix of this beautiful song with that, it was kind of like a bewildering um, experience for me. <laughs> I was going um, to say that. And what's worse is, I've just looked over now. He's closed the curtains now. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's, fi- he's finished and closed the curtains. The show is over, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. That is mental. Um, yeah, but. Wow. But, wow. yeah, absolutely beautiful song. It was, um, yeah, like I say, it's, it's breathtaking. Oh my god! <laughs> what a sight! I'm gonna have to stop doing this. This show because I just end up crying with laughter. Oh Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, that was oh. well. I've got no further comment on that. Um, you should definitely go. And, okay, sorry. You should definitely go and listen to that song and all of the songs that we've played tonight. <laughs> Try and do it I with, probably uh, won't listen to that song again because <laughs> I won't be able to listen to it without thinking of what I've experienced. Try and do it with the curtains closed, you're not interrupted. Um, Richard, we've got the wild card coming up next. Oh, before that, Jamie, what was your favourite? Did you have a favourite? Yeah, I would probably go with Silk Tape, you know, because Ooh, it yeah, get in recorded there. really well and... Um, yeah, I would go with Silk Tape, probably. Did they get a time-travelling machine go all the way back to fucking 1980 to do theirs? They didn't, and I nearly nearly picked, picked a boom-bang-a-box-boom, whatever it was called, because I think that's quite an achievement to make you love and hate a song at the same time. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the first one, it was just recorded so well, I can imagine, you know, it was a bit of guts, it felt a bit honest, and it... it the sound was was great, and it yeah, it just um, it felt like it was recorded really well. Mm. Right, there you well, go then. We can't be friends anymore, but I do respect your decision. Oh, um, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, are we keeping score? I think you you had a scoreboard for this, didn't you? I think you just. Uh, you I'm only keeping my score, ah, and okay. I'm and I'm leading. So what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go. I'll go back through. I don't actually. I don't actually know the score. Um, I think we didn't do score for the first two. I don't think it matters. Two. No, I don't. I think Rich might be leading with two. You've got one, and I've got one. I think I'm not sure because oh, we two. didn't we didn't keep scoring the first two uh, episodes. So I think it's it's two one one to Rich. I think I think. I'm sure, but I'm not. Uh, all right. And so <laughs> it's completely irrelevant what I've just said. So don't worry about it. I have to go back and listen to the episodes. And, and, and the uh, bloke I'll, over I'll... the road just knocked one out as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely one up. <laughs> Ask him which his favourite was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now let's move on quickly. Let's, now, move, quickly, let's quickly. move on very quickly. <laughs> Rich, let's do the wild card. So the wild card could be absolutely anything. Richie's going to flick through the inbox of thousands of emails. Some of them are very much of the 80s and some of them are not, <laughs> by the sounds of it. Um, and Jamie, when you're ready, you can say stop. And um, let me, play a song. Well, let me well, get not, the... not quite yet, in a minute. Okay, so okay, I'm flicking through the emails now. I'm flicking through so whenever you're ready. Say stop. Whenever you're ready. Uh, stop. Oh, okay. Um, we have Mexican new metal hardcore band FXCK. Fusk, fusk. <laughs> Why didn't they just put a U there? Just fuck the monster. FXCK, fusk the monster, and lay 
La La Bala. Yeah, what's it say about these? The Mexican new metal hardcore band Fsk the Monster releases material under the American label Curtain Call Records. We get a lot from these guys. Mm. Um, Remembrances D. Just every fucking week. <laughs> Dude, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Actually, nothing on them. So this is Fusk the Monster. By oh, um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Should we should we say what we're thinking is going to be the song? What was what were you expecting? It's going to be Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it says hardcore new metal, doesn't it? I've just found them on Spotify, and the bios in Spanish so that wouldn't have helped you, Richie. I, I think it's going to be heavy. I think it's going to sound like Lincoln Park meets Slipknot. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's what I'm getting. I mean, it's quite self-explanatory. Well, found the email that, that you lost, Rich, and it says the album has a great work of personalities like Adrien Terrazas uh, Gonzalez, who is from the, the Mars Volta. Uh, from the Mars uh, Volta? Yeah, from the Mars Volta. Wow. Um, Ahru Luster from Il Nino and Machine Head. And... Hector Charo or Zucco, I think his name is, which is a band called Thel, Thel Barrio. I don't know those guys. So I'm going, it's going to have a new metal feel with some sort of the metal core type jaggedy bits that I really like, like uh, Clutch and um, uh, who's the other? Uh, yeah, Mars Volta and people like that. that. That sort of vibe. It's going to sound quite heavy rockish with a bit of electric. Yeah, straight up my street, this one, I think. Okay, right. So this is Fsk, the monster, but like, is it like, would you say Labala? Labala? Labala. Yeah.
fucking noise. <laughs> Wayne. Uh, uh, right, so I've just had I've just had a quick look at this. So uh, Le Barlo means bullet law in Spanish, and this is it's, uh, in places this is far more hardcore punk than I was expecting it to be. It's also really quite prog. It's a bit coed in Cambria as well and I love those guys as well so this is right up my street this I love the feel of the recording it's very live sounding it feels like it's just you guys have run in a room they've hit record on all the mics and that's it they've just gone for it because it's it's not completely polished that's not a guitar that's running through uh, some sort of board to clean it up that feels like it's coming straight to an amplifier that, that to me is, is what recording should be and I like that feel I like that's you know you're going to hear the same as what you did here in a, in a, in a live venue and uh, yeah really enjoyed this you say that Wayne however listening to the drums that that the way he was using that kick the precision on it tells me that there must have been some computer involved there's no way I mean there is a way I mean there are people that can do that, but the the precision and that was amazing. The drums were amazing on that. I thought. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's hardcore. It's it's full on blast beat, and I've seen it done many times live. Rich, it is it is possible to do. I mean, they, they even did this thing now called Galaxy Blasting. Don't ask me. I'm not a drummer. I couldn't tell you what it involves, but it's something stupid like 32 on a hi hat or something or something like that. It's crazy, um, but yeah like this a lot Mike yeah I um, I enjoyed it I liked it I, I'm the same as you I really like the recording it just feels like they set a couple of mics up in a room and then just went play some proggy thrash stuff and sing over it I mean, yeah uh, but obviously it's better planned and rehearsed than that because it was actually good I would imagine that'd be shit <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it just had that kind of yeah like you say live feel um raw quality to it which is pretty cool um i'm trying to, like it's, it's a bit weird i'm i'm sort of holding back from saying i loved it because i didn't love it and i think the only reason i didn't love it is it was a probably a bit too um there's something about prog music like sort of you know prog rock i guess i can kind of cope with like pink floyd and all the rest of it i don't care about the timing changes and the pauses and all the rest of it but when it's kind of punky metal and i'm really enjoying it and then it sort of goes into something else it feels a bit jarring and i don't like it as much and it definitely had that going on so there was a bit of it that i was like ah you know yeah this is good as well but i was enjoying the last bit yeah it's like Um, here's a bit of the. this is some music you're enjoying this now i'm gonna throw something in the same song that you don't like yeah, yeah, it feels like the last two or three Metallic albums. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I've released more stuff since since Tanga. Fucking hell! It, wow. Well, yeah, that, that was the start of a slippery slope, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was it, it was good. Um, and I, you know, I was definitely enjoying it. I'm I'm a bit of a punk at heart, and uh, anything that's kind of heavy hardcore metally kind of punk um i'm into as well so i definitely had that kind of thing it was just a bit jarring but i kind of get it that's what they're going for fair enough um yeah it's good i I think for for me it's it's nostalgia because this is a time when when i was in bands and we were playing gigs all the time and this is the sort of stuff i was hearing constantly so when i hear this sort of stuff it puts me in mind of driving to venues, driving to gigs, playing venues, that sort of thing. And this is the sort of stuff that I was listening to and sort of stuff I was hearing constantly. So I've got a sort of, like, like Rich always says, I've got a nostalgia for it straight away. It takes me back 15, 20 years. So, but, but having said that, it's not bad. I just, I just really 
it's it's my kind of jam. What did you think, Jamie? Um, not really my kind of thing, to be honest. And I I love a bit of punk and metal, and you know, done well. But to be honest, I probably would have gone to the toilet if I was watching this. Um, <laughs> toilet song. But that's just, everything's subjective in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's just my honest opinion. But best of luck to them. That's yeah, that's exactly it. Everything's subjective. There's a million people out there who love Slayer. I went to the toilet when Slayer was on at the Unholy Alliance. One of the band members in the picture actually has Slayer on the shirt. Yeah, not a fan of Slayer at all. Don't Slayer do like 70-minute sets? What were you doing in the toilet for that amount of time? Uh, I, I went to the toilet, I got a hot dog, I lost a friend, so literally didn't bother ringing him, just decided to go and walk around until I found him. Oh, well, because, I thought you uh, meant you pissed him off and you fell out. <laughs> no, he just, just wandered off to, during, a, during, a, a, during the Slayer set, and I just was like, I'm, I'll just have a wander around until Slipknot, come on. That's how much I enjoyed Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's that then, I think that we're spent on that. I think uh, if, if we're going for 100%, each one of us brings 25. I think, unfortunately, these guys have got 25% out of it this week. <laughs> 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 Which is just me, everybody. Just me. <laughs> I'd give him half of my 25. <laughs> oh, there we go. We're up to 37. 30. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> Nor me. I've been doing this years. <laughs> All right, let's move on, Rich. Let's move on. So moving on, um, it's the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go. So, uh, Richie, this week you were tasked with finding out all about Red Dirt, which I believe is a sort of country type thing. Um, And I hear on the grapevine that you have indeed created your own piece of music for us again. Well, before I do that, before I talk on it or say anything or play a piece of music that I've been forced to do by Wayne, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm going to play a piece of music by someone who knows the genre. Yeah. so nice, we nice. have I could nobody Classic. sent any music via Twitter again before I mean last year we did when we did this last year somebody on Twitter would always get back to us and they'd send us a piece of music over Twitter because we, we are famous and massive now so people just mm-hmm. get back to us straight away but recently n- nobody seems to send anything over Twitter anymore but because we've got thousands and thousands of uh, submissions I, I was able to go back and find uh, this guy who is uh, Rob Petiti, Petetti, Petetti, I'll go with Petetti. Um, I can find fuck all on this guy. I mean, he's got no bio on his Spotify, and the email that came to us said fuck all, apart from he's up, he had some sort of award. Did he win it? Nah, the fuck knows. Um, but yeah, this is um, Rob Petetti with his song, Can't Stop the Rain.
So yes, that was uh, Can't Stop the Rain. Couldn't help notice that Rob Patetti sounds a lot like a lady. Um, <laughs> yeah. Red Dirt is a genre of country music that gets its name from the colour saw found in Oklahoma. Stillwater, Oklahoma is considered to be the centre of Red Dirt music and many acts got their start in bars surrounding Oklahoma State University. I am on Wikipedia, fuck off. But the genre also <laughs> extends to music made south of the river in Texas. Outlaw country <laughs> legends Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson have been associated with the distinctive Texas sound. If you want to find more about this, um, n.wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash red dirt music. Right, um, this is, to me, this is cowboy music. Do, uh, do you want to say anything about this song before we move on to our rendition, Wayne? Um, I'm... I'm going to run on parade a little bit because it's not red dirt because the guy's from Philadelphia. So, it, but it is it, it, the, the music. Yeah. It's the fucking yeah. same. Yeah, it's a it's, bit it's, slower. It's a bit more mellow. I, maybe I will, I will be completely honest with you. I downloaded a red dirt and it is red dirt. These guys, you know, profess to be red dirt country and it's like it's just fucking country that's, yeah. that's what it is and it, i'm not being detrimental i quite like country but it, it's just one of those things to hang your mantle on oh i'm a bit red dirt why because from oklahoma that's it yeah um i've got a bit of vonda shepherd remember vonda shepherd no all those years ago you did the alimut beal themes oh no a bit, a bit that from a, from a voice, a little bit, um, and I do love that lap steel guitar, stroke slide guitar, whatever's in it. I love all that stuff. It's lovely. Mm. Very nice song. What do you think of this, then, Mike? Well, yeah, I, I really like the lap steel. That was my favourite bit of it. To be honest with you, I'm not a huge country fan. I sort of, I can go as far as Americana and enjoy myself, <laughs> um, but but not so much into country. Um, but I really like the lap steel. I read a thing probably on the same Wikipedia page, but as I said, that um, red dirt is basically sort of similar to when people call indie a genre of rock and roll in that there's not actually any sort of definitive sound. It's just that it's all bands that are in that sort of movement. So I guess you could call it country, but they might not like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I sort of I enjoyed it. I was surprised at how feminine um, uh, Ted or whatever his name is sounded as well. But um, I assume that's uh, <laughs> Rob, was it? Bob, um, but no. In all seriousness, I, I, it was a well put together, well made song. Um, if slightly out of my um, radar for that sort of thing, but uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Jamie, yeah, uh, Ted has nice pipes. Rob, um, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob, even. Well, what's the difference between red dirt and bluegrass then? Nothing. Well, d- the color. dirt's red and bluegrass is. <laughs> is is there such thing as bluegrass? Yeah, bluegrass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Bluegrass is better. Red dirt is, red dirt is what you sort of officially call modern country. It's right, it's not country okay. and western, and bluegrass is more acoustic-y, and it comes from the mountains, sort yeah. of like uh, the Ozark Mountains, that sort of thing. It's like, don't get in, get in, get in, yeah, that sort of thing. There is there is a vast difference between bluegrass and country, to be to be honest. Right, okay. Well, I know a bit of Dolly Parton's bluegrass, and I liked that. Yeah, but... exactly. Yeah. Nathaniel Wright... Yeah. Ratliff and the Ratcliffe. Night Sweats. They is it Ratcliffe? Ratliff. Yeah, Ratliff. Ratliff, Ratliff yeah. And they, 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 I think they're bluegrass, aren't they? 
Yeah, they, 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 they're the same, Rich. They escape many. You know, when you chuck it into that sort of pool, you can pull from all those different genres and make them your own. So, yeah. They are amazing live. I saw them live and they're brilliant. And the Dead South, the Dead South, uh, I don't... Bluegrass. They're... I'd say they're bluegrass then. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I just want a, a disclaimer. If this does make it one bad to play into into the episode, it is offensive, but it's 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 just comedy. Fucking get over it. It's it's it, it's not serious. I did this in an hour. It, it's not it's not meant to be a good piece of music. Wayne's done well. I'll take my hat off to Wayne with the music, apart from the drums. You've got to stop using them fucking machines. But um, <laughs> it's it's on my it's on my my, uh, my recorder, and it's just easy. I'm the same as you, Rich. This took me ninety minutes to put together. So, oh, mine didn't even. You know. Mine wasn't even. Mine was twenty minutes. So, so have, you used, have you used this, have you used the track I've recorded? Yes, yes, I've used oh, your amazing. track, and I've put, I've put some bullshit over the top. So <laughs> before, again, before, before we even play it, we have to include it. I don't care what it is, we have to include it because I think it's now such a fundamental part of the show that you, you record a song in the genre. I don't want people getting the hopes up after last week. There's no way I can top last week's. Even I thought that was funny and good. So, not good, but you know, it's just, anyway. <laughs> I played it for people at work. They fell off the god chairs. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this, it's just a just a bit of a laugh. Okay. So this is. Have we got a name for it? Uh, you can it's name just it. Called, this is our. You just put. You just called it. This is our dirt. Which yeah. fits. To be fair. Um, <laughs> this is. This is our dirt by Wayne and Richie. Enjoy. I'm <laughs> 
Sister, I do. That is the second greatest piece of music I've ever heard. This has to stop. (laughs) This has to stop. No, every week, please. I've got to be honest, I think my favourite thing is you confused your South halfway through. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> we went from the, the South of America. I became West Country England, didn't I? <laughs> I'm like, come by there, Mr. That's the single greatest thing I've That's genuinely... <laughs> wow. Again, I do apologise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I would say don't play that to your doctor because you may well get sectioned. <laughs> oh, right. Can I just um, Wayne? That was really good. <laughs> like, <laughs> not to take away from Richie's incredible vocal, but musically that was uh, that was very impressive. It was well oh. well recreated. Well, the reason I did that was because I was listening to a piece of music from the genre on a playlist. And one came on, and that's what it sounded like. I didn't understand a fucking word. It made no sense. I, I, I'm pretty sure still that he was just going, hip and hit the rip refuse. And the, I, I think there, there were no lyrics, but um, yeah. So I thought, yeah, I can, I can definitely fucking do that. Do you remember Vic Reeves on Shooting Stars? Yeah, just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Club singer. Oh, so oh my god. This is this is the feature now. You realize that. Yeah. I don't think I, I anyway, we do need to choose another genre for next time. So, when have you got the genre bible? It is with me now. Our, our guest, would you like to choose a letter? How about um J? How about J? How many J's have we got? About 40 again. Okay, choose a number from 1 to 40. Uh, 40. Right, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count these just to make sure you want to. I mean, you could have just chose the last one. There's <laughs> <laughs> 37, actually, but we'll go with the last one. Uh, it is called... <laughs> Let me get a pen and paper. Every fucking week. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have fun I'm going to have fun with this one Richard because I, I enjoy writing the music for these dumb things even if you don't use them um, it's called the one last week was filthy man. oh thanks mate oh mate it was absolutely fucking disgusting <laughs> it was uh, right so this ne- next week we're going to be you're, you're going to be finding the music Rich of Junkanoo what now J-U-N-K-A-N-O-O Junkanoo or Junkano, Junkano, which is Bahamas folk dance music. Right, that should be interesting. I'm looking forward. I to can't that imagine already. we're going to get many people on Twitter replying to that fucking um, <laughs> tweet. Seems <laughs> oh, good, Look forward to the uh, look forward to the playlist tomorrow, Rich. Yeah. 
Right, so Mike Tatum, move us on. Uh, yeah, yeah, Um That was incredible. Um, so, so next up, we've got Wayne's segment, which uh, is called "Don't Know Much About History." What episode now? What what's the uh, chapter are we on now, Wayne? It's chapter six. Chapter six. Around. Of course, it's chapter six because it's episode six. That makes fucking sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so this is the history section. Hello everybody, welcome back to History Corner. This week I'm going to ask you to pull up a pew because we're going to be talking about a religious song. This this episode or on this chapter is called Religion In It and the main reason is because next week we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole so I wanted to calm everything down this week and play some nice gospel music. So uh, we brought this week or I brought this week a song from 1888 called Throw Out the Lifeline by Reverend E.S. Ufford. Uh, this is one of the rare instances, people, where there is no Wikipedia page for this. I had to go delve in somewhere else. Uh, this is a Victorian era hymn, and it's written by, as I said, the Reverend Edward S. Hubbard, uh, who was a Baptist minister from Newark, New Jersey. And while visiting Nantucket Beach, he witnessed local life-saving station perform a drill where they shot out a rope from a lie gun. I don't know what that is, a loyal gun, sorry. Uh, into ships that were in trouble and pull them back. And he got the idea from the song from that. And upon returning, he wrote the the words to the song in 10 minutes. And then Offord showed it to this guy called George Coles Stebbins, who, who was the publisher uh, of the male chorus. And he published this song in 1888. And the song sounds a little bit like this.
got the the theme tune to Dallas and Dynasty Meet Hawk the Herald Angels Sing. <laughs> um, this song concentrates on bringing people back in inverted commas to the uh, uh, to the gospel message and to help those drowning in sin. So you know, for out of lifeline, um, this song has been covered by many many people. And probably no bigger than Ella Fitzgerald. And I implore you to go and listen to that version because it is fucking outstanding. I mean, the only other thing I can really mention is this song, when I heard it, sort of sparked a memory. But I don't know where from because I don't think I've ever heard it before. But it does feature in the 1971 TV movie uh, Homecoming, A Christmas Story, which was uh, it features on the Waltons family. And if you're from Britain in the 1980s, that was on Channel 4 every Sunday morning. I think it was, and it's performed uh, in this in this TV movie by Cleavon Little, who plays Sheriff Bart in uh, the Blazing Saddles. Uh, that's pretty much it. I got nothing really else to say, um, but definitely go check out the um, the Ella Fitzgerald version. It was just one of them songs. I've, to be fair, I listened to the Ella Fitzgerald version first, for, version first, and just fell in love with it because it's Ella Fitzgerald doing gospel, and it sounds incredible. But yeah, uh, Rich. I mean, anybody who's got to this point in the show and still listening is probably thinking, what even is this podcast? <laughs> but, um, wow. it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hymn. I never thought we'd ever have a hymn on the... I mean, then again, I suppose when I, we decided to do the history section, it was inevitable. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hymn about inspired by some, some bloke who watched people throw hooks at boats it's, 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 it's nice <laughs> I mean it's interesting it's interesting I like the story song I probably won't go on my playlist <laughs> you'll your feel good playlist uh, yeah no I, I mean it is a good song and um, it, it does feel like the end of um, Chitty oh Chitty God. Bang Bang we, the, the end Ain't of you Wagon <laughs> Just, oh. no what's that film black and white film uh, Christmas film Blake's really depressed uh, Wonderful Life uh, yeah it's Wonderful Life it's the only film that's ever made me cry uh, it feels like something that would appear at the end of a film like that um, where it's all very joyous and so oh, even though it's you know not that but um, yeah it's just got that kind of something about that well as you said hymn style <laughs> kind of music that, uh, that, that that sort of feels like it's kind of you know you've reached the end of the story sort of thing uh, and now we're going to play this out um, yeah it was interesting I, I wouldn't go back and listen to that over and over again but I would I would listen to the Ella Fitzgerald version I definitely want to hear that trust me on the Ella Fitzgerald thing because it is, yeah, it is no. ex- it's, an, it's a religious experience listening to Ella Fitzgerald sing it. No, I can I can imagine that. Um, and Ella's, Ella Fitzgerald. So, like, am I have I, I gone mad? Didn't we talk about Louis Armstrong recently? In, last week, yeah. yeah, last time. Yeah, last week. And Ella Fitzgerald, obviously, "Summertime" is a Louis Armstrong song, isn't it? That she covered. Yeah, it's a bit of synchronicity there. Yeah. So there is sort of a link through here. Yeah, yeah which is quite nice. Not next week. Fucking hell, not business. next week. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much more to say on that. It was it was interesting, and um, and I'm glad I experienced it. Uh, Jamie, what did you think? Well, I had to run off to the toilet, and when I came back, I thought, <laughs> yeah, Black Beauty, you were playing something like that, or the Walton. <laughs> <Black Beauty. laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I probably wouldn't need to hear that again. But I again, I like Ella. Obviously, I check her as her as out. I do. I do feel like I need to explain myself here. Look. 
Rich tasked me with the, the history section and I just ran with it. And sometimes they're a bit off the wall and you will find out next week that, that they do do that. So do you want to know the title of next week's history section? Chapter. Yes. It's called Just to Prove Palm Re- Readers Are Full of Shit. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> so last week it was racists. Yeah. <laughs> Next week it's palm readers. All right. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. This is. Uh... Did you imagine the podcast we like this this year, Richie? This is, no, amazing. no, not at all. No. <laughs> no. It's. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I practically came up with the the whole format by myself, but I didn't expect it to pan out the way it has. No, not at all. She did it to yourself. Well, <laughs> I, for one, I'm glad it has. <laughs> um, so, next up, I think it's our... Oh, by the way, I forgot to say, um, if, if, our, if our Abyss is still listening, uh, Tim Minchin, um, you know, feel free to shout out. <laughs> feel free to shout that song out if you enjoyed it. If you're still listening, Tim Minchin, um, buymeacoffee.com forward slash YHHTMP. You probably would have had more luck with Pam Airs, to be honest. <laughs> of the airlines. <laughs> yeah, the air- yeah, that's Pan Am. Oh, Pam Airs the poet. West Country. We'll do that next time then. (laughs) I'm so lost on this now. So, what's next? The artist spotlight. (laughs) Jamie, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm traumatised after the first hour. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Well, I think that's uh, that's broadly the intention, I think. So, for those who don't know, so I've known you for a little while through um, various musical things. For those who don't know, um, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and what you do, and obviously in particular... um, Flux as well, uh, your latest project. Sure, yeah. Well, I started releasing music about seven years ago with an electronic duo called This Human Condition. And then after about five years, we took a break. And during the whole Pando thing, I formed a another duo with my good friend Richard, um, which is Flux. And we'd written several tracks for this human condition and I've also launched a solo career and doing lots of collaborations during the lockdown as well so yeah I've kind of got the three things going on uh, so I'm a vocalist songwriter lyric writer that's my main strength and there is quite a range obviously again um, if you haven't heard Jamie's music before then it's definitely worth checking out all three but Flux is definitely very different to this human condition for example it's quite a, a sort of range of range of things in there um, and I think the the way that you write the songs is probably um, a bit different as well because I think Richard does from memory am I right in saying Richard does a lot of the production and you kind of yeah. fire out lyrics in 20 minutes and go there you go chuck it over the <laughs> yeah something like that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good at describing what I want or the sound or very much involved along the way but yeah Richard is the real genius with the producer yeah he's great I, I've sent him some awful things in the past and he's he's made some good out of it excellent you can send him some of Richie's covers if you want to <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was quite offensive, Richie. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, what about uh, influences then? So, who, who are your favourite musicians at the moment or in the past? Oh, God, that's such a question. I guess um, I've always been a massive lover of electronic music. 
um, early Depeche Mode, Erasure, Boy George, anything from Kate Bush to Anoni, John Grant, loads of different stuff. I mean, I like Led Zeppelin. I was raised on The Who. Must have been quite uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit <laughs> at times. Um, I just love music. I like something from every genre. Also, Sylvester and um, characters like Lee Bowery and Divine. Yeah, that definitely influences Flux. We're trying to be with Flux a bit more flamboyant out there, I guess. It's definitely out there. And there's, I mean, the few songs that you've released, they're all quite different to each other as well, which is quite interesting. It's kind of, it takes you on a little bit of a journey, I think. Um, it's like a pinball machine. Yeah, well, we started off with Handbag Punk, um, yeah. which is kind of the genre uh, that we came up with for ourselves, electronic. Where, you know, people get you to describe your music. It's so different, the stuff we do, that we just decided we'd call it electronic handbag punk. So uh, that we started with this this track called Handbag Punk, which is really a salute to Divine and Sylvester and Patrick Cowley. Yeah, and it's, I mean, even creating a genre or, you know, finding a way to describe your music that's sort of not, you know, oh, we're a rock band or whatever, is, is I think it's quite difficult to do. And it's difficult to sort of make yourself, you know, I think everyone almost has to stand out. And then if everyone's standing out, no one stands out. And it's that sort of weird balance, that weird tightrope that we all kind of walk um, when we're putting stuff out. Um, that isn't sort of red dirt music or whatever um but this it, it's interesting because when you released handbag punk um that was definitely something that was kind of like oh i get why that's called that it makes perfect sense yeah but you know listening to the latest tune it's like oh i wonder i wonder where you are with that sort of genre journey now genre i can't say that genre journey now um but, but it almost doesn't matter does it it's, it's about expression it's about you know having fun and you know enjoying what you're doing and, and putting something out that's you know just kind of good music i suppose i don't know do you focus on genres do you care about genres uh not really i did sort of see the tracks really in terms of different personalities and i think a lot of our stuff is not the same it kind of really stands out like we, we did a track with this human condition it was Richard and I, I from Flux that wrote it um, called Normal I don't know if you remember that one and we were calling yeah. that like Calypsotronica but we literally just laughed and joked one day and said oh let's do a Calypso type track and it, it came from there really what what motivates you as a musician what what do you aspire to do with music or what what drives you on I just think um to create something that you're you're quite proud of to put out and hopefully other people connect with it and they're a bit like it's a bit like writing a diary for me i guess some of the tracks are a bit heartfelt and remind me of different periods of my life yeah it just just feels quite exciting making something and putting it out in it yeah definitely well i mean it is it's 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 um I mean, it's genuinely a good feeling, isn't it? When, when something appears on, you know, whatever streaming platform or if someone plays it on a um, fantastic podcast like this one or a radio station or whatever, it just, it's got a, <clears throat> there's something about it that kind of makes you feel good. And also, I think when other people sort of comment on something, oh, you know, I really like that one. I mean, this track that we've got tonight, I was genuinely, a bit like the one we played earlier, actually, I was just like, wow, this is really, really good. And I kind of wasn't expecting it, um, which, which I think oh, is a thanks. nice... Well, it's good, isn't it? I mean, that's, you know, if um, equally, like, familiar music is also good, but it's nice when something kind of throws you and go, oh, I didn't expect that to come out of uh, to come out of there. Um, I think is really, really good. Yeah, and I, I'm surprising people is part of the package for me as well. You know, I don't really want to yeah. like, churn out the same stuff and do, because we would just get bored and, and presumably so with the listener. But Well, yeah, I mean, with the exception of maybe 
ACDC and Motorhead. I don't think anyone has ever successfully written the same song 200 times and made a career out of it. It's kind of, you know. Um, I've never asked you this, but do you play an instrument as well as sing? I can play some instruments. Nothing I would do in, in public. I mean, I, I've got a guitar, guitar sat here and I've, I have written songs on it, but yeah, nothing that I'm really comfortable to do in public more of a natural kind of lead singer um front man that's kind of my where i'm more comfortable so say richard sends you a piece of music or does he send you the music first or do you come up with something or it's all different ways actually with just because you can doesn't mean you should track uh this was yeah. actually a demo that i came up with years ago i started writing it in a tent when i was at glastonbury lyrically and then i knocked up a little demo of it and sent it to richard and that it came from that he has sent me pieces of music he's also formed music from acapella pieces that i've sent him so that's what i was going to ask yeah because that must be i don't know because i'm not a very good musician but i would imagine as a even as a competent musician it, it must be if someone just sends you a vocal i find that really difficult whereas if someone sent me a guitar track i feel like i could oh, shove some stuff over that that'll be all right when you've got the vocal it's kind of it's there isn't it and then you're finding something that makes it fit i mean you know, this well, Richard is... actually prefers that uh, when i first we i think he we does. did our first track back in 2011 psychotropic and i was in a rock band at the time and we that that was written as a rock track and he said right. he didn't want to hear it i was just telling him about it and he said i don't want to hear it just send me the vocals and he formed this this dance track out of it so excellent super talented bloke i did have a couple of random questions to ask you but i wondered if Richie or wayne had any questions for you i don't think you've left us with any questions to give him <laughs> sorry <laughs> I just remembered you were there. Like, I was expecting you to chip in. I'm just having um, a wait of a time, were you? Know? I listen to you, sorry. Jamie. Obviously, it sounds like you're a heavy festival goer, and yeah. obviously that's going to have a massive impact on your sound and on your style, and obviously your your performance as well. Is that is that correct? Is that is that what you'd sort of expect from a show? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely music that we've written. Um, in mind for kind of audience participation or to, to get a little reaction in places in handbag punk when we shout out spunk um I, i've actually performed that live and got the crowd to shout spunk back at me and that was quite thrilling as long as i only shout spunk and not like richard's neighbor off the road <laughs> yeah <laughs> richard's neighbor if you're listening you're not invited <laughs> yeah. yeah you sort of pricked my ears up when you said lee, lee bowery and divine obviously you know yeah and, they're, they're massive personalities, and I'm assuming that that's exactly what you're going for uh, on stage as well. Yeah, excellent, excellent. You know, I don't always dress up. I have done. Yeah, it depends really on the on the show. Um, yeah, so so music only forms part of your sort of persona, as it were. It's only like a fifty percent or seventy percent of what you do. The other half is what you guys bring as well. So it's more of a. Yeah. If you listen to the music, you're only going to get so much from it, even though if it's you know, it, to be honest, with you, I haven't heard your music yet because yeah. <laughs> Mike's just try. You know, we had a guest pull out. You, you had an hour's notice. <laughs> we had an hour's notice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I've been, I've been, I'd love to see you live. Then that's that's the main thing. How would you say your performance is? Would you say it's flamboyant or would you say it's um, hard hitting? It, it's both of those things. Yeah, in songs like Handbag Punk, which is more flamboyant. Yeah, or Disco Bunny, or um, yeah, we definitely dress up a bit and make that more flamboyant but we've got deeper tracks like psychotropic which is about mental health or telepathic heights which is about a riot and we do that quite seriously so yeah it depends i, I like i think a nice 
diverse mix. You've got to take people on a journey, haven't you? I think, especially if you're doing a, if you're doing a show, you need to make a show. No, no unless you, well, I wouldn't go and see Adele live. Suck a dick. But, um, <laughs> just, watching, you really just, just, what, just watching someone stand on the stage and do fuck all apart from singing to a mic isn't my thing. It's yeah. nice to see a show. It's nice to see someone perform. So yeah. Yeah, we've done it a lot with projection and a bit of performance art with Bullets in this human condition. Mr. Minchi was is a really great dancer, so we kind of did performance art as well. Um, that worked quite well. So, uh, unless you've got anything else to add, Mike, I think we should listen to this song. Uh, no, let's listen to the song, and then I might ask you one more question, which is a bit random, but I feel like you get to know someone by asking that question a bit better. Uh, but let's play the song first and save it well, for it's after. the end of the fucking show, Mike, if we play oh, the song. Oh, it's the last thing. Oh, right, okay, <laughs> fine, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I forgot. On the other on the other podcast today, we sometimes talk to them afterwards. But you know, I know um, we will no. talk, we will talk to them afterwards. It's a bit of a it's a bit a bit of an encore thing, but we don't say it. We don't let the listeners know. It's just. Uh... <laughs> but um, well, I forget it. Just play the song. Just play the song. I, 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 you, you're gonna have to build up to it. I can't, I can't edit that in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been very very difficult to do this because I've still got tears streaming down my face with your fucking genre challenge. So you've got to bear with me here, all right? So <laughs> I think I think we'll call it an end to the show there. Jamie, thank you so much for jumping in at the last minute and uh, oh, saving welcome. our bacon. You've been absolutely wonderful and very understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Cheers. It's been, yeah, it's been wonderful. Um, Mike, Five, Wayne, thank you very much for joining. Always a pleasure, dude. Always. Also, and um, yeah, until next time, I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. I've been Mike Five. And our guest has been... Jamie Jamal. Thank you for listening, if indeed you still are.
Wow, that was fucking immense. Um, I was... Do you know the... Is it, is it called Oxygen by uh, Jean, Jean Michael yeah. Jarre? Yeah, I was Jean-Michel kept, Jarre. Whatever, call him what you want. Um, <laughs> For his name, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was kind of hearing a bit, a bit of, the, of the... I mean, there was fucking shitloads I was hearing in there, but I was picking out a bit of that. I was hearing a rage, like, and it was a bit like a razor in parts. It was yeah. a... Fuck, um, that was that was proper. If you can pull that off, like that on stage, fucking fair play to you. <laughs> um, that was really powerful. I love that you got like a Gregorian style um, backing vocal type thing going on. Yeah. How did you do that? Did you just like change the pitch on your voice? It's um, a Welsh male choir. It- you got yourself a Welsh male choir. No, it's all done. All of this track is done electronically. So uh, Richard found this piece of program. I did write it down somewhere to tell you, but I can't find it now. <laughs> where all the f- phonetically, it's all been recorded. So you just write in the words you want, and then you form this choir. That's so mental. Weaved it in like that, yeah. And the strings you would, you as well. Know, the strings, the strings were confusing me because you had the backwards and forwards of the bow, but it still sounded like it was done electronically, which you don't get with synth usually. Yeah, you don't know how he did that, do you? No, but <laughs> it was all as I know is it was all created electronically. Wow, that is phenomenal. He's yeah. got to be a very, very good producer. It's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, very dynamic. I mean, it's very, yeah, he just goes on and on. I mean, I think we were up to about 35 different versions come the end. Wow. Yeah. I'd be very interested to see you perform live now. And I don't usually say, well, I do say, oh. I'll say, I'll say that usually disingenuously. I don't really mean it, but I actually yeah. mean it this time. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's a wrap. Have you got anything to add, Wayne, Mike? Yeah, I, I, there's some really lovely, like, notes of dark um, 80s electro in there, like Gary Newman and um, the darker stuff by, yes, yeah, MG Michael Jar. Not Gene Michael Jar, no. No, I was going, yeah, that sort of thing. And, um, oh, Christ, the name of the Lose Me. Uh, orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, some of oh, yeah. their stuff as well. Yeah, he's uh, he's certainly rocking that sort of synthy wavy, darky wave, dark synth wavy vibe with, with your uh, vocals over the top, which, like Rich said, very Erasure esque. Um, yeah, I said, it's a hell of a track, that. He went to places I wasn't expecting as well. <laughs> That's the thing. And, you know, when you sort of put your hand up and went, yeah, I can do it. I was like, oh, brilliant, because I get to play this track again. And it is, like, it's just amazing. Like, I've never heard anything like it. Um, and that's probably what sort of strikes me. Like you say, the <laughs> the electronic Welsh male choir is just... <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely Fucking brilliant, um, but yeah, no, the the, the I, I I just love it. I just love every single second of that tune. I thought it was amazing. The way it sort of almost in the middle feels like it's going to turn into a club track, and then it doesn't quite, and kind of comes back down. I thought it was really smart. Um, but yeah, vocally, lyrically, musically, absolutely top notch. 
Um, so yeah, really, really appreciate you um, obviously coming in last minute. Sorry that the second half was mostly me crying, but that's um, <laughs> which is the rest of a lot of editing. It's, uh, it's literally, yeah. I'm, st- I'm still. I'm uh, saying that though, I moan about uh, the the amount of time I'm going to spend editing. I, I'm going to sure after listening to that uh, the production on what we just listened to. Uh, he must have spent fucking ages sat at the computer. Yeah, a long mm. time. But yeah, definitely worth it though. Definitely worth it. The fucking amazing sound. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he'll be thrilled to hear that. I'm sure it's not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> We've been lucky. We've had some really great um, feedback and comments on this track. Yeah, very nice. Mm. Summer is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.